Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve. So we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything in the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. This is the Saving with Steve show. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us, sharing us with your friends and family. We have well over 600,000 viewers here in the United States. And you know what? We are exceeding almost 100,000 in Europe. So it continues to show, continues to grow. We're very thankful for all that. Today, we're definitely talking about money. We have Peter Klein. He's the chief investment officer and founder of Align Wealth. Peter's going to discuss his book, Passion for Giving and the Water Sector. Many people don't know how they can invest in the water sector, don't know anything about it. Peter's going to educate us on that, that sector, that industry, what you need to know, as well as give us some idea of what we can expect from the markets in the future. Now, I'm going to be talking about how to create a budget and stick to it. But next up, there's a reality everybody sometime in their life will have to face. It's the cost of assisted care or long-term care as one gets older. This could be for ourselves or the ones we love. Assisted living and other senior arrangements cost thousands of dollars every single month and do not accept major insurance or Medicare as a significant health event is the number one risk to retirees' finances. This is an area that most people don't think about until the time comes when they need it. And the reality, a lot of times, that's just too late. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Ryan Myshock, who will be walking us through nine ways to help seniors, families pay for senior living, especially if they need it. He's also going to be talking to you about the dementia care education. You know, I know pretty much everybody on the line, you know what, you have parents, you have grandparents that might be dealing with dementia. There's educational services that I've got Ryan here. He's going to be talking about a little bit later in the show. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, you know what, this is a very important topic. And I, I just kind of want to set the stage because I work with people as a financial consultant and many times I see people and talk to them about this topic, whether it be now, less now, but more so in the past, where they think, you know what, I'm probably not going to need it, or I've got a whole bunch of money and can afford it. And I like to say, hey, look, you know what, everybody has car insurance, right? You know, everybody's got to drive, they got car insurance, but it's less likely you'll need that car insurance and a higher probability you'll need long-term care help assisted living help. And quite frankly, it's far more expensive. So you know what, this topic is near and dear to my heart because I've seen people go through it. I see people who don't plan for this and they're in a deer in the headlights making decisions then putting their family members that they love in the wrong location. They don't know the questions to ask, all those kind of good things. Now, what you don't know about Ryan is Ryan, he's the owner of assisted living locators in Bel Air. 
Uh, they offer a no referral cost and placement service to help seniors and family find the best assisted living, dementia care, and independent living care. Ryan's also certified in a you know senior as a certified senior advisor, and he's dementia care certified, which enables him to serve his clients a lot better and makes him a great subject matter expert for uh, this segment. So, Ryan, do me a favor. Our I want to say clients, but they're not clients, our listeners, which I love. They always want to know, hey, why did Brian get into doing the assisted living thing? So how did, how did you get started and all that? Yeah, you know, I have been, I am a licensed pharmacist, actually. I have been working as a pharmacist and a, a manager in hospital pharmacies for over 13 years. And, you know, it's multifaceted. I've, I've wanted to first, you know, get back to why I got into healthcare. And of course I love helping my employees, but I wanted to get back on at a patient level and helping people. Um, and I also, I've always wanted to own my own business and, you know, two worlds collided. I found assisted living locators and, and I just got so excited about the opportunity to help seniors and, and families in my community. And also um, to get more involved in my community. So this was something that was kind of a no-brainer for me. And I've been so such fulfilling work and been glad to be a part of it ever since. So, yeah. That's, you know, that's wonderful. Now, you know what? People, you know, some people, you know, they, they have a lot of money. Some people don't. I find that some people look to ensure their care. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'd like to do is kind of talk about, you know what? If you're in your mid 60s, you're healthy, you know what, when's the real, t- and I'm not using that as a prompt, but when's the time that somebody should be looking at, hey, you know what, how do I plan for the future with my assisted living needs? When should I be looking at this? Sure. I mean, of course, it's it's never too early, really. And, and you mentioned it kind of earlier that, you know, a major health problem is the number one risk to anyone's finances in retirement or as a senior. So, you know, there are options available, you know, the the sooner, the better Uh, long-term care insurance is probably the best way to invest in securing your future. And it's something that can pay for your healthcare needs. um, If you do have that one health event, that's never expected. You never know what's going to happen. And if you wait till that event occurs, you're not likely to get the insurance or get the help you need. So that would be uh, probably the best way to to start early. Start when you're, you know, 30s, 40s, um, anytime. And uh, you know, we have tons of ways to help families pay for for assisted living, other senior living options. Um, the first one is certainly, you know, the most straightforward, the easiest. And that's through your savings or 401k. So properly managing your money, uh, working with a financial advisor to help your investments and build your build your savings up so you have some money uh, kind of sitting aside in, in case something does happen is certainly, um, I guess, the most straightforward way to pay for assisted living or, or senior living. Um, pensions, you know, a lot, you know, they don't see them too often anymore. But we have a lot of the senior population was in the workforce at the time that pensions were offered. And that's another way similar to the 401k and savings that people will dip into to, to help pay for this. Uh, they also have, you know, 
great benefits. I've seen I've seen some seniors with wonderful benefits helping with pay for their health insurance, uh, medical spending accounts that they can use towards this. So, you know, those are the those are the main ways which you can use the money you have and grow the money you have. Hey, Ryan, let me let me let me ask you this. So when it comes to assisted living, you know, there's a lot of people are using health savings accounts because the, the health insurance here in the United States is obviously cheaper. Okay, because it has a higher deductible, you pay co-pays and all that stuff. But if you have a health savings account and you're consistently contributing to that, many people get to the point where there's significant dollars in there and they can invest it Mm -hmm. and it'll keep growing on a tax free basis. And if they use that for assisted living, obviously, they're not taxed because it's for health stuff. Um, And you know what? That's accepted for assisted living, right? Absolutely. Yes. And I've seen. there's some people that, sorry, um, <laughs> they have you. They use that towards that, or you know, when you're, you know, Medicare does not pay for assisted living. That's one big myth. A lot oh, of I was going to ask that question Medicare. next. Yeah, Medicare doesn't cover assisted living, so you do need some. It, you know, it is a cash or self-paid business. So if you, it depends on the account sometimes. But if your money can't go directly to the assisted living costs, you're still going to have to pay for prescriptions. Um, co-pays for doctor's appointments. You know, if you use a lot of prescriptions, you could hit that that Medicare gap where you have to pay significant money. So there's still other things you can use that for uh, mm-hmm. to, while you're to receive care in that setting. Well, I think they would look at it as a qualified medical expense, but I actually do know, and I'm asking the question so everybody could know, as opposed to me just saying it, you can say it, okay. <laughs> is I do know that uh, in, in, in many assisted living facilities, um, they looked at it as, a, as, a, as one of the care uh, vehicles that you can use health savings account on. And what I was thinking is, you know what, you talk about starting to save for this early. If you have a self uh, health savings account and you're re- re- uh, relatively healthy, it makes sense to continue to contribute to it mm-hmm. because you can build up the funds there almost tax free so that when you're when it's time for you to use this. And you know what, if you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in there or more, it could go a long way when it comes to assisted living. Absolutely. So I just want to I just want to say that because I like, oh my gosh. And like when it comes to Medicare, basically if somebody's had a stroke, okay, yeah. is it you know where the confusion comes, people go, Oh yeah, Medicare takes care of it. But what they don't really realize is Medicare, don't they only take care of it for like 90 days because it's uh, looked at as training and redevelopment uh or therapy. And then after that, it's it's on you. Is that correct? Or am I wrong in that? Um, Medicare will cover up to 100 days per year in a skilled nursing facility or rehab facility. Mm-hmm. And I've had clients that have hit that number and Medicare is not going to pay for it anymore. And they still need that rehabilitation. So, you know, yes, in assisted living or in-home care is another way that you can get that care that you need for however many hours a day or 24 hours a day. But they can also still bring in occupational therapy and, and physical therapy, which can be billed to Medicare while you're in that setting of home care or, or a facility. You know, but not in a, a, I was just going to say that was a wonderful thing you just said. It was they, you just said that Medicare will pay for 100 days a year. I just realized some of my clients don't realize that um, Medicare will do that. And they've been paying the whole year by themselves and they could actually get a, almost a third of the year paid through Medicare. Yeah. People need to understand that because that's a way you could reduce your costs and make sure that, you know, there's not as much spent there. So that's wonderful. Thanks for bringing that out, Ryan. So yeah. what's next? I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. 
Yes, sure. So uh, one question we ask all of our clients, you know, right away is, is the senior a veteran or if they're the spouse, the spouse of a veteran? So the Department of Veterans Veteran Affairs has a great program called Aid in Attendance that will help veterans and their spouses pay for assisted living. So, you know, they have to have, you know, limited assets and at least have issues with two activities of daily living, whether that's walking around, taking medications, feeding themselves, bathing, grooming, Um, but they can get a substantial amount per month to help them pay for assisted living. Uh, The veteran alone can get uh, $2,500 a month uh, in aid and attendance money to go towards assisted living. That, that's, that's a great thing to know. And I actually know of people, I won't give out their names because they didn't give me an authorization, but there are a number of people who will work with those individuals that are right on the limit for the, the assets that they have to help them put them in a situation where they would be able to qualify for the aid and attendance. Because I've seen this make a big difference for a lot of people. And all somebody needs is their DD-214 and they can pretty much go from there besides that and their assets. Mm-hmm. So, so that's yeah. That's we, have, we connect that's people with those. We have those people we connect with. They're they're out there to help you do the paperwork, help you see if you qualify and what you need to do to qualify. So yeah, there there's some great people out there to help with that too. Well, one of the things I want to point out is this: there are a number of people who will do that actually for free as a service. Mm-hmm. There's also people who do it to and they'll, they'll charge you four or five hundred dollars to do it. Right. Either way, it makes a big difference because if you're doing it, navigating that 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 very involved process it could you take you six months or a year longer but yeah. having one of these people who know how to navigate the system could reduce that period of time and get you paid quicker so it's important to reach out to somebody this is the wrong time to do the do-it-yourself program uh so i'm just saying that from experience and i appreciate you bringing that out so what's next so the next one i yeah and we we touched on it briefly is long-term care insurance that you know we talked about that earlier is, you know, I've had some some families where, you know, mom and dad started paying for long-term care insurance back in the 60s. And, you know, mom had a stroke. Now she needs assisted living and she has a million dollar long-term care insurance policy to help take her through the next several years to get her the care that she needs. Um, it will also, you know, and she's not, she doesn't want assisted living. She's using it to pay for home care. So you have to really look at there's so many different policies out there. They all can cover many different things. Um, you really have to choose some, you know, policy that that you like and, and will help prepare you for the future. But they are a great way to, you know, invest some money by paying premiums on insurance to get pretty much, you know, for most people, it covers most, if not all of their, you know, in-home or assisted living expenses. That's perfect. Um, Ryan, you know what? We're going to have to take a break, everybody. We're going to be right back with more Saving and Steve. So stick with us. We have Ryan, my shock. He's talking about assisted living and the things, the way you can, what you can do to save for it and prepare for that event that eventually will happen uh, in your future. So stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Saving and Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. 
Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. I just want to make sure you know all the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information and insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to, uh, to, to um, oh, let's start that over again. So I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, Google Play, so you never miss a show. Please check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City, E360 TV, Las Vegas TV Networks. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and, uh, and join the Saving with Steve Sex and Insiders Club. You can go to savingwithsteve.us, get replays, exclusive guest gifts, and so on. Now, we're back here with Ryan Myshock. We've been talking about the nine things that you could do. There are nine ways that you can, you know, that Ryan can help seniors and people they know can help seniors pay for senior living. One of the things that we're just talking about is long-term care. And Ryan, you know what? You're talking about getting long-term care in the 60s. I have a grandmother that actually got it in the 70s, okay? And she had this when she was 93 years old. She asked me, Steve, it just went up $25 a year. Should I cancel this? <laughs> and I went, no, no, no. If you ever need it, it'll pay off in spades. And just two years later, actually three years later, she had a stroke. And it paid for the um, uh, long-term care for three months to get her rehabilitated. It paid for the assisted living care for the rest of her life. And you know what? Uh, it still had like three or four years worth of benefits because it had been saving up for so long. But I mean, it was, I mean, it just paid off in spades. And you know what? Uh, that that was just really, really, really cool. Um, I know that there's a lot of people who have long-term care policies. Long-term care policy in the States are a little bit different because of cost. So it's important to take a look at that. Now, next, uh, what's that? What's up next, Ryan? Well, you almost made a, you made a pretty perfect segue into the next one. Okay. Life insurance settlements. Um, Life insurance settlements. Okay. Yes. Uh, there are people over 65 in the U.S. today have 35, there are 35 million policies out there with a face value of greater than $3 trillion. Now, each year, more than 500,000 seniors allow their life insurance policy to lapse, whether that's because the premium went up, um, they maybe they can't afford the premium anymore, um, or they don't need the, the death benefit anymore. Only, only 1,250 seniors 
actually take advantage of life insurance settlements. So there are people out there, you know, if, if, if a life insurance policy is too, is too expensive, it, the premium went up, or you just don't want to pay it anymore, or you need some extra cash to help pay for medical expenses, there are people out there that will buy them for a handsome sum. You know, they're all different. It depends on the type of insurance, the amount you're insured, but they will pay you cash for your life insurance policy. Uh, they will continue to pay the premiums and they'll collect the death benefit, but you can get the money you need now to help pay for senior living or whatever it is. That's wonderful, Ryan. And I think it's important that people also know that there's many providers out there. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, there's a, a few factors. One, obviously, it's the policy, whether it's a term policy or whole life policy. One of the other factors might be what your life expectancy might be. Absolutely. But you know what? It's it's a wonderful option for people in a situation where they need money to ca- cover for long-term care. So if you had a, a million-dollar policy and you know what? You couldn't afford it anymore, but they wrote you a check for $300,000 and that $300,000 paid your assisted living and then some, that Absolutely. would be a wonderful thing. In fact, that Absolutely. would be a wonderful thing for many people. Um, yeah. And there are def- you definitely want to, there's people out there to help you do this, to help walk you through it, make sure you get the best rate. Um, and you know that's what they do for a living and they can help you go through and navigate that whole process. And those are kind of the people that we refer our clients to as well. That's wonderful. Hey, Ryan, what's next on the on the list? Well, this one is, is a little more common, um, but a lot of people choose it to help pay for uh, senior living and that's selling your home. So whether you are a widowed senior or you're still a married couple and you are in need of extra care or to move into assisted living, uh, there's in most cases no need to continue to pay a mortgage or pay utilities or, or pay for what all homeowners know are the costs of own, being a homeowner. So putting your house up for sale, collecting that income to help pay for the, your needs, your medical expenses, assisted living is probably the most common option that that I see in this and that people utilize to help pay. Okay. Uh, what other options? So the next one, the next two actually kind of go off of selling your home. Uh, the first one is using the equity in your home, um, okay. also known as a bridge loan. So if you plan to sell your home to help pay for assisted living or or medical costs, um, but you know you're not going to be able to sell it quickly enough or and you need that money now, you can look into what is called a bridge loan. It may not be right for everyone, but it's a loan from based on the equity you currently have in your home to get you some cash now uh, to be able to pay your maybe the first few months of assisted living. And then once you do sell your home, you can usually pay off that bridge loan quickly and you still have the remainder to help pay for additional years of assisted living. Okay. Now that's interesting. And then um, uh, what's the next one? Reverse mortgage. Um, You know, this may not be something for everyone. This is something that I actually haven't worked with a client to do yet. But similar to, you know, a bridge loan, getting some a loan based from equity on your home in terms of how to pay for assisted living. Um, There's different types. You definitely want to consult a professional if you are looking to do a reverse mortgage in order to get some extra cash. But, it you know, there's there's different types, a single purpose one that will allow you to pay for a single item that you've specified and worked out with the lender. Um, And that's usually for moderate to low income families who maybe, you know, need a little extra cash. Um, Then there's proprietary reverse mortgages that can help those maybe with a little higher valued home to help them pay for 
um, other expenses, whether it's medical expenses, selling or buying a business, those kind of things. Great. Hey, you know what? Is there any other? Do you have any more? I got one more. And that's that's Medicaid. Um, for those who have just run out of money or don't have any money, there is something called the Medicaid waiver that will allow seniors that qualify to be on the Medicaid waiver program and they will pay your bills for uh, your assisted living if needed. Now, it can take quite a while to get all that paperwork and get through that process. In fact, it can take years in some states. But there, there's also people out there to do that, your local departments of aging um, or other senior advisors that can help you navigate that Medicaid process, an elder law attorney. Um, those are the type of people that you can work with. If you just don't have any assets or unable to pay, uh, there's still options out for you. And there's there's just certain assisted livings that will accept that Medicaid program. But there's definitely plenty of them out there to help those people as well. Yeah, you can get some help there. You know what? Let me add one to you, if you don't mind. Um, sure. As somebody who works in the financial advice world, um, on a regular basis, you can um, you can actually buy certain whole life and life insurance policies. They'll actually give a multiple for the long-term care. So for example, one of the ones that we set up for one of our clients, she had like $100,000 in a savings account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she agreed with our recommendation, put it in a, an A-rated insurance company. First guarantee was getting all of her money back. So $100,000 here, got all our $100,000 back. The second one was $75,000 a year for four years for the purpose of long-term care, $300,000 benefit. And that would go a long way. And the third one, if she didn't use it and passed away, mm-hmm. heirs would get $300,000. And all that is, is a whole life program that has a long-term care benefit to it or a rider to it. So um, you know what? The reason why I didn't stick with any names or anything like that, because if you're in another state in the United States, hey, talk to your financial advisor. They can help you out because you know what? If you need help, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. If you do a little panning, it'll be a lot easier for you because the reality, if you think about it, is average stay in a facility is about three years. Is that about right, Ryan? Uh, yeah, at least. Yeah, I, I, that's about right. You know what? I'm in the state, fair state of California. Average cost is $117,000 a year. So you're looking at like $350,000 over three years. And if you're over 65, my studies show that you have a 70% probability. So if you're not quite there yet, it makes sense to look at, you know, at these different options that Ryan's talked about and start preparing for that because the likelihood is pretty high that you, you're going to need it. So Ryan, one of the things we have here is I want you to talk about the dementia care education that your uh, um, group is working on. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Assisted Living Locators has partnered with Dementia Care Education and we are providing monthly live webinars on dementia topics. So, you know, how to live with someone with dementia, nutritional series on how proper things to eat and things to help with dementia. A topic every month, uh, there's live webinars. Uh, you can Google and reach out to any assisted living locators advisor across the country. Um, you can also go to dementiaeducation.com, dementiaeducation.com, and you should be able to find those lecture series there as well. They're free to anyone who needs them. And anybody who is a certified senior advisor or dementia care certified can also get CE credit towards their certification for a small fee. So that's something we're promoting and it's, you know, spread the word so we can all learn how to take care of our loved ones much better. That's wonderful. Ryan, I want to thank you for joining us. Could you tell everybody how to get a hold of you if uh, they need your help? Sure. Um, I'm with Assisted Living Locators Bel Air. Um, 
My email is ryanm at assistedlivinglocators.com. If you need any services or any help questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can also go to assistedlivinglocators.com and find an advisor near you. That's wonderful. Ryan, I want to thank you for being part of the show today. The information you provided is invaluable to everybody listening because you know what? They're probably going to be using it for themselves, maybe their folks or somebody that they love. So I want to thank you again for joining us uh, and you have a wonderful day. We'll see you. Thank you. You too. Hey, thank you all for joining us here on Saving with Steve. That was Ryan Myshock. He was just a world of education to help people that, you know, get prepared for what's inevitably going to happen, which is, you know, assisted living, long-term care, and so on. So, um, you know what? Thanks for joining us. Stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. Today for this segment, we're gonna be talking about how to create a budget and stick to it. You know, keeping a budget is not easy. It's like working out, having that goal there, the whole shot. You know what? You have a bad month, get discouraged, you give up, or or you think you can keep your budget in your head, and that's not quite good enough. You might you might be able to, but for most people, that's not going to work. The truth is, a budget helps you reach your goals. It's an incredibly valuable tool that a, 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 anybody can master. It just takes a steep learning curve. We want to give you some tools, some resources, and strategies that you can set you up for success. So let's start talking about it. Number one. You know what? You make you were looking to make those big purchases. You go, oh, I gotta like that. I love that. You know what? And it would make sense to sleep on it. So think about this. If it's not something you need, take a week to think on it. Does the purchase come with a payment plan, like a car loan? Will it mess with your budget? Will this throw off your savings? How will this benefit your day-to-day life? Is the benefit worth the cost? Weigh the benefits here to make sure it's adding value to your life, not stressing your budget. If after a week you've forgotten about it, it's a pretty good indicator you didn't really need it. Hey, never spend more than you have. Getting into debt can be a vicious cycle. It's tough to get out of. You end up spending more on interest than you need if you held off and saved up. If you can't afford something you want, put it off to the next week. If you want to go on vacation, plan for it. Save regularly so it doesn't throw off your budget. Eating top ramen for four or five months after a cool vacation is no way to live your best life ever. Now, 
Stick to lower credit card limits. It's really interesting. People with higher credit card limits, hey, they just rack up debt and make it hard for them to pay down. Reduce the temptation, keep lower credit card limits and pay it off more frequently is a good rule of thumb to stick to. Now, budget to zero. You ever heard of this concept? It's a really cool one. It helps people get track on savings. See, you budget for everything. I'm talking your food, your going out, your auto loans, your credit card payments, as well as your saving. You know what? We have one client that budgets to zero, but he has three saving avenues. Number one is he's saving for emergencies. Number two, for vacations. Number three, for a home. And the rest of them are there. So what's happening is he's got his income and his expenses add in those extra savings. So that totals zero. You know what? You know what? When you budget to zero, you give every dollar you earn a job, even if that job is saving or an extra loan payment. You don't give yourself a buffer, extra padding. This is a radical way to take complete control of your finances. Budgeting to zero doesn't mean you spend every dollar you earn. Neither does it mean that you're stuck with your category for the month. On the contrary, it's a great method to start a savings program by working with your savings into your budget and to keep the budget flexible so you can change with life's curveballs. Hey, next, try a spending fast. If something uh, this time, you know what, is sometimes referred to a spending freeze or whatever, I just call it a spending fast, okay? It's time to commit to a no spending for anything that's not necessary. Again, that's anything that's not necessary. You can do a no spending challenge for a week, a month, a whole year. It might seem intense, but it's a remarkably effective way to create a systematic process for the way you think. It shocks your system. It allows you to call your spending habits, change your mindset around money, you get started with your no spending change by identifying and writing what qualifies as a necessity and how long you're going to do it for. Make sure it's fun by adding friends and family to see you can save the most. Next, stop paying fees. They see people who have cable bills and on top of that, they got Hulu, Prime, Netflix, and those extra little fees are $5, $10, $15 besides those cable packages. Find a way to eliminate the ones you don't use. In fact, I've seen many people eliminate the cable packages just have internet, buy Hulu Live or AT&T Live and get one or two streaming services. Most of them save over $100 a month. Speaking of fees, look at your banking. This is crazy. People are paying banking on a monthly basis for the account. They got transaction fees. Consider switching to a free account. There's many of them. All you have to do is go online and just search free savings accounts, free checking accounts. And they might say, hey, you have to have a minimum balance, but you're good, okay, as long as you have a minimum balance. Plan for your meals. I have a client, geez, this client was going out to breakfast, lunch, and dinner three or four times a week plus twice on the weekend. It was costing an extra $1,200 a month. You know what? By planning his breakfast and eating it at home, he bought courage cups from Costco and take those curd cups and use them at the office so he didn't have to spend $3 on a cup of coffee. And he started planning his lunch and five dinners. By doing so, saved him $900 a month. You know what? You can do the same thing. He goes, hey, it really didn't change my life. In fact, what got better and what was the bonus is he got healthier because he's planning his own meals. Next, pay yourself first. This is nuts. A lot of people don't do this but pay yourself first on payday. 
Make sure you have money that goes into account that pays for your bills, like your checking account. Make sure you have money that flows into your savings account so you're paying yourself to save so you can save for that emergency fund, that vacation, or that retirement, or that house, okay? Even small amounts will grow into larger amounts, which can ultimately buy that vacation, pay for the emergency fixes, and so on. Or maybe even buy you a house. Either way, by paying yourself first, you're making sure that you put yourself in a place of importance and recognize that if anyone deserves your hard-earned cash, it's you. Now, next, compare those brand names. Many people go shopping. They do it all the time. And they're buying those store name brands. Why buy the name brands at the store? Buy the store brands because they're less expensive. Next, think about, hey, what about those prepackaged items? Like salads. I always like to talk about the salads because we save a ton of money that way. We were buying a pay packet salad a day at four bucks. You know, 30-day month, that's $120. If you buy the romaine spears, the fruit, your nuts or your cheese in a salad dressing, you can end up spending $25 or $30 for the whole month as a business of $120. It's money you can have in your pocket. You know, the key here, folks, is this. You want to connect your spending to your work. You work hard for your money, but really when you spend money, do people connect it with the labor that they put into it? So when you buy a pair of shoes, it's $100. And if you make $100, $25 an hour, it took you four hours to buy those shoes. So think about that before you do that so you can make sure you get value for your dollars. That's it for this segment. Stick with us. We'll be right back. We have Peter Klein. He's going to talk about the passion for giving, and he's going to be talking about the water investment industry, how it works, what you need to know, and what we're looking at moving forward in the future. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. In this next segment, we're talking about money. We have Peter J. Klein. He's the Chief Investment Officer at Align Wealth. Peter's here to discuss his book, Passion for Giving, the water sector. And you're like, the water sector? I haven't heard that before. But you know what? Many of you don't know that you can actually invest in water. Peter's going to educate us on the market sector, how it works, the ins and outs. And you know what? He's a financial guy, so we're going to ask him what he thinks if it's going to happen in the market since it's been kind of rocky lately, uh, especially in the light that they keep talking about raising interest rates. So that's always fun. So with that, I want to introduce you to Peter Klein. Peter, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. 
I'm actually really, really glad you're here. Um, let's see. One of the things I'd like to just tell a little, a little bit about you is this. Um, you know what? Peter Scott, he's a certified financial analyst, chartered retirement plan specialist, chartered advisory and philanthropy. Uh, I mean, he's written a couple of books, security analysis, you know, getting started in security analysis, a passion for giving tools and inspirations for creating a charitable foundation. Um, you know what? One of one heck of a background, mm -hmm. outstanding subject matter expert. That's why he's here. But here's the question, Peter. I always like to ask this everybody because everybody behind the scenes is going, hey, why did he get into what he's doing? So, Peter, why did you choose the chose career path that you're in? Well, I see it was an accident, essentially. I was a uh, I was a science geek in high school, attended Bronx High School of Science here in New York City. And uh, I was all in on uh, bio and chem and and, uh, you know, did a Westinghouse talent search award uh, project. I mean, that was everything. I was just a science geek. And I, I get waitlisted for a six year med program. This is 30, 40, 35, 40 years ago. And I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, all right, so okay, I'll, let me take let me take one semester at a local university here on Long Island, and um, and I will reapply to the six year med program. Thank God, I never did. But uh, I go out, I go out to university, figuring I would knock out this uh, first semester. I had you know bio 101, chem 101, the stuff that I loved. I also had economics 101. And and long story short. The course, the classes were so large in the science program that you couldn't, I lost the love for the science. I lost the interaction with the professor. You know, it's one of these huge auditoriums. You can't even, you know, you can't get into it a little bit. So, but I fall into love with economics and coincidentally my wife. And four years later, I graduated an economics degree and I'm on Wall Street. So um, that's how I got into it. I never forgot. I never lost that love for research and science. And so part of uh, the work that I do is, uh, is uh, you know, stacked and robust in the area of research. That's wonderful. I love that story. I always say, yeah, I really like, really like that, but now I hate it. So <laughs> that's why I'm doing something different. Yeah. I just, uh, I just talked to somebody who was in the technology field and did structured design systems and stuff like that. And I don't quite understand it, but now she's like, no, don't love it. I'm going to be a museum curator and I'm going to go get my master's and PhD. Okay. Right. Big, be happy. The big pivot, as they say, right? Yeah. You know what? I think it's a great thing. So yeah. let's talk about the water sector. So, you know what, what do people know about investing? What do people need to know about the water sector? Well, it's uh, it's a fascinating um, uh, a group of companies and sector. So I got into it. 15 years ago, I was doing some basic research on the on the markets and the market conditions. I noticed that there was a, a bunch of companies I had never heard of before that were among the 15 or 16 companies that were out that outperformed the S&P 500 for the you know past 10 years at that time. And of course, you had your typical companies that you would expect to be on the list at that time, the ones that were the you know the darlings of Wall Street at that point. But then there was a you know a segment seven eight nine companies that I never heard of before, and I said to myself, "What are these?" And I started digging in, and I realized that these are water companies, utilities, 
uh, for the most part. And then I started getting deeper in and I noticed a number of infrastructure companies and testing companies mm-hmm. and metering companies. The water space is fascinating, Steve. Here you have a, com- a, a, a um, commodity, right? Or a, mm-hmm. uh, an element that you cannot live without. There are no substitutes for uh, price, you know, inelastic, where no matter what the price is, you're going to pay for it. And uh, and it's a scarce, it's becoming scarce. Uh, it's like one half of 1% of the world's water is actually drinkable. And then, of course, you have sanitation issues and people without water. So it's so a lot to unpack there. But the bottom line is these companies are uh, have the wind at their back. And now with the infrastructure bill that's just passed in the United States, a lot of these infrastructure water companies really have a, the wind at their back. So it just seems to me that until we find a replacement for all the water we need, which we're not going to likely do, um, this is a segment that is going to continue to grow and, and, uh, and capture investors' attention. Wow. Because you know what? When you when you when you look at water, you just think, okay, it's water. I drink it. You know what? The old joke where they say, "Hey, here's some dehydrated water. Just add water, and you're okay." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and um, but when it's nice to know that you know what there. You know what I didn't know is only you said one half of one percent is drinkable yeah. water in the world. Yeah, most of it's salt water. Most a lot of it is polluted water, mm-hmm. and uh, and very little bit of it's potable water, as they call it. And so, and then you have the increasing demand because of population growth and urbanization. Climate change is making a big impact there as well. So there's a lot of different sort of tributaries, excuse the pun, that are feeding this water sector. And um, we're finding a, a robust solution set of opportunities that we're able to capture, do our research on, get our sort of Mm-hmm. Uh, all our proverbial sleeves and do the actual uh, fundamental research and provide um, what I consider to be opportunistic um, investments for our clients. And uh, it's been a great group to invest in over the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I think the runways only is still a long way to go. Um, you know, remember, you have climate change, you have urbanization, you've got demand from population growth, and you've got the scarcity of supply. And as you have more and more um, climate change issues and you have glaciers that are falling off and you have uh, temperatures that are, you know, making uh, formerly large uh, riverbeds and, and lakes uh, dry, you got issues. So now you also need more water for agriculture, right, for food. So there's a lot going on there. And there's a lot of great research being done by these companies to sort of change the that changed the sort of uh, glide path that many that we find ourselves on. And listen, who knows where in the future, maybe desalinization will make a big difference. Maybe metering will make a big difference. Or maybe a bunch of these together will help us uh, solve our water problems. Well, you know, I think this is, 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 is something else because I'm just thinking about infrastructure. You talked about desalination or, you know, the um big plants that people or companies could develop to filter water. So you have more drinking water, but at the end of the day, it's a, uh, how to say a depreciating, uh, a depreciating um, commodity, yeah. which is, yeah. is really very um, interesting, especially if you're looking at investing. And I think a lot of people are like me sitting on here going, Oh, wow, that's an aha moment. <laughs> I never thought yeah. of it like that. The pipes, the pumps, the valves, uh, you, you think about 500,000 gallons a day in leakage 
from pumps from pipes around the world, around the country rather. Um, now, in the eastern part of the United States, the sort of older part, uh, you see those water, uh, um, you know, pipes and and the systems there are obviously a lot older. In some cases, they're wood. And so there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. We, we all know of the issues with lead and the issues uh, in Flint, Michigan, that was made uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, popular a few years ago. These are very serious issues. And uh, and now with the recent passage of uh, the president's uh, infrastructure bill, we have a good chunk. I think it's the number two spot uh, in the pie chart of spending that's going to water. So, you know, finally, we're now no longer kicking the proverbial can. We are trying to make an in, a, a difference and an impact on this on this very needed, you can't live without commodity. And, and we need to do that. We need to fix our infrastructure. We need to test. We need to make sure that uh, we can deliver this and, and sanitize it. And so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of companies that are playing in this field. And uh, we, uh, we do a lot of work and a lot of research to identify the ones that are most opportunistic. That's wonderful. Hey, you know what, Peter, we're gonna have to take a break. Uh, everybody stick with us. We're gonna be talking to Peter more about his book, Passion for Giving. How does the water sector investing fit into your portfolio? How would Peter advise his clients to navigate the rate change in the future? So stick with us. We're gonna be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. It's all about making sure you have a happy, healthy relationship with money. If you'd like to join us, have a comment. Go to viewers at savingwithsteve.com. That's again, viewers at savingwithsteve.com. That way, if you say, hey, I want to learn more about the water sector or I want to learn more about something else, could you get us a subject matter expert? We're definitely going to do that. So with that, we've got more with Peter Klein. Again, he's the chief investment officer at Align Wealth. And you know what? He's a water expert, uh, subject matter expert guru so let's go back with some more peter klein peter hey, welcome back to the you? show oh thank you steve now you know what let's start talking about um we've already talked about the need for the water sector investment and obviously it's a depreciating asset there's a lot of money going into that to do a lot of things uh and you know what the big question is how does a water sector investment fit into somebody's portfolio how would it be best to go about investing in the water sector 
Well, I think there's a couple of different things. There are ETFs that are out there that you could, uh, and, and mutual funds um, that you could utilize, and that's one way to go. Um, and in many cases, it's the global footprint, so that's uh, that's good as well. Uh, we also run a, a separately managed portfolio of individual securities for our clients focused on the water sector. So that's uh, individual securities that we put together that we put into a portfolio. Uh, so those are the primary two ways. Um, and, and of course, if those folks out there who might be um, you know, focused on impact or philanthropic impact, there are many um, um, impact funds or, uh, or alternative investments that folks can look at focused on the water sector, delivering fresh, clean, available water to areas of the world that do not have it. And mm-hmm. so that's another side. That's another sidebar there too. So for those people who are focused on climate change, those would fit in line with their philosophical ideas for investing. That's something that could provide them a decent return and all that. Of course, and and and, and in addition to this, the decent return, it could also provide them with the societal impact that they're desired that they're often desiring to do. Uh, many phil- many philanthropic vehicles are aligned with you know their their values and their impact. And they're now looking for a portfolio that also uh, does the same thing. Okay. So next I want to ask you the big question. Um, and this is one that has come in from our, our viewers. It's, um, you know what, we've got a potential rate change coming. Ah. What would be the best way to navigate that change? Obviously we've seen the market go down a little bit in the last couple of days. People are anticipating stuff or trying to figure out when and all that. So What's the smart move for the everyday investor moving forward? So at Align Wealth, we've taken a stance over the last few months that um, we do believe the interest rates are going higher. Uh, mm-hmm. We believe inflation is more pervasive than perhaps the Fed or others have thought. We believe the Fed is somewhat behind the curve, and we're seeing that come to fruition uh, lately. Um, so we suspect that we're going to see higher interest rates to uh, to reduce the inflationary forces that might be uh, part of you know, a byproduct of the COVID or a byproduct of the stimulus and or the combination of both. Be that as it may, uh, with increasing interest rates, clearly the uh, growth sector would be under greater pressure with valuations being so high than the uh, value sector. So one of the five areas that we're focused on is value over growth. The other four uh, are inflation-centric investments. So we want to have a good chunk of our capital allocated to real assets and commodities and and, and the like. We want infrastructure assets. We feel those are steady, eddy-like returns that will be good in any kind of market condition, interest rates being higher or lower. Third is international. And then the fourth, we think, is innovation. But with innovation, we're we're cautioning paying too much for innovation. So we're looking for those opportunities that might be down and out and forgotten, but opportunistic going forward. Wow. Thank you very, very much. That's a lot to digest. And I'm just curious, and I've had this question as more mine than my viewers, but um, we've seen or we've been told, if you're looking at the news, which isn't always right, and it's more of a blood sport than anything else, but um, you see um, this inflation piece they say, hey, stimulus and all that stuff. But isn't that a lot driven by the supply chain or the lack of supply? Well, yeah, you would think that that is uh, that's been the whole transient transitory kind of argument 
You know what? I think that's been somewhat debunked. I mean, yes, of course, it is partly supply chain, but I think there's more to it than that, right? I think we've had, if you look at the last 30 years, we really had no inflation, last 20. And so this is, you know, I believe very firmly in the basic finance tenant of regression to the mean, right? So, you know, you go in above the mean for a while, you go below the mean for a while. And we have certainly been below the average inflation rate for some two decades now. So the idea that inflation picks up is not so crazy to me. Um, and, and you and you want to buy companies that have pricing power. That's where, or sectors, that's where you're going to be able to keep up with inflation versus companies that have to, um, you know, can't raise their prices, commodity companies and such. And because of that, their their margins get squeezed. And you know mm-hmm. what happens. Then earnings get squeezed. And of course, then there goes the multiple as well. So it can become a double hit in certain companies in the same token on the opposite side if you're buying the right sectors at the right at the right company and the right companies you can get a double win because you can get increasing um profits and also increasing multiples oh that's great that's great thank you for that i I, you know what i appreciate you dispelling that myth or that rumor or whatever that you keep hearing about the supply chain now what i'd like to do next is just talk about your book passion for giving Sure. Um, what, you know, what got you? What prompted you to write the book? So, so <laughs> I had written a couple of books for John Wiley and Son some years ago, and uh, there was basically um, books about my journey through the CFA process. And it was a more fundamental security analysis, a true uh, cure for insomnia. If anybody has trouble <laughs> sleeping, by all means, pick the book up. You'll be out like an instant. But um, and that and that was fun. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. And then I was um, I was asked to serve as a head of a foundation, and I, I wanted to learn more about it. And, and as I was learning about it, I often write about when I learn, you know, when I'm teaching myself something as a way to learn. And I'm saying to myself, "There's a book here," and indeed there was. My publishers over at Wiley liked the idea of a guide to how to start, manage, and run a charitable foundation, which I was in the midst of doing. And uh, I will tell you, that's a good read, um, a little bit different than the textbooky uh, security analysis books I had previously written. And it takes the, 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 the reader through a series of how-tos, uh, how to start, how to manage, how to operate, how to, how to grant from a charitable foundation. And then the second part of the book, written beautifully by my co-author, Angelica Berry, talks about uh, the good that philanthropic entities have done over time. So it's a nice combo between the, you know, the how-to and the heartstrings. Wow. You know what? Um, I, I love that because there's so many people who don't realize what they're doing when they set up their foundation. Yeah. And you know what? If they had a roadmap, which would be great, could make a big difference in that. So that, that's, that's just wonderful. Now, Peter, we're coming close to our time here. Uh, and I know you're going to have to go pretty soon, too. So um, could you, you know, just let us, let our uh, listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they need your services? Oh, that's very nice, you, Steve. So it's Peter J. Klein. I'm at uh, Align Wealth, A-L-I-N-E Wealth.com. By all means, we welcome all inquiries and emails. By all means, uh, reach out. There'll be a plenty of materials that you could uh, view on our website um, from uh, matters about uh, the markets as well as philanthropy. So I welcome uh, anyone checking it out, any questions that come up, by all means, shoot me an email. 
That's wonderful. Peter, I want to thank you for joining us. This has been wonderful. I've learned a ton, bunch of aha moments, that's for sure. And you know what? Stay safe, stay healthy. And you know what? We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks a lot. Take care. That's it here for Saving with Steve. That was Peter J. Klein, the Chief Investment Officer at Align Wealth. Talk to you about the, the, the water sector, which is unbelievably interesting. Uh, and on top of that, talk to you about his passion for giving. And if you need to get a hold of him, it's the, the Klein Wealth. Uh, you know what? Check them out. See if it'd be a fit for you. With that, I want to thank you all for joining us. We had a wonderful show with uh, Ryan Myshock talking about the nine different ways that you could save for long-term care. We talked about how to, you know what, create a budget and stick to it. And then we just found out about the water sector. With that, I want to thank you all for joining. This is Steve Section with Saving with Steve. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. See ya. Bye. Be healthy. Be safe. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.